and welcome to this edition of Make Parts Fast Podcasts. I'm Leslie Langnaw, editor of Make Parts Fast, and I'm here today with Hal Rucker. Hal has been developing fighting robots known as BattleBots, and one of the frequent challenges he faces is how to design faster. So thank you for joining me today, Hal. You're welcome. It's fun to be here. Okay, for those who may not be familiar, uh, tell me a little bit about BattleBots, what it is, and why you're involved. BattleBots is a competition where teams build robots that fight each other in a closed arena. Uh, The robots weigh 250 pounds each, and the rules are very much like boxing or wrestling, uh, where the robots are going at each other during the match, and they either win by knocking out their opponent, which means the opponent can't move, or at the end of a three-minute match, if neither robot is knocked out, then it goes down to a judge's decision, and the judges decide who the winner is. So why did you um, get involved in this? Well, uh, I got involved a long time ago, almost 20 years ago, uh, in the San Francisco area where I live. It started out as sort of a guerrilla art-slash-engineering event where people just did it in alleyways. And then it became a TV show on Comedy Central called BattleBots. So I first heard about it and then went to watch in the audience and thought it was really cool and wanted to build my own robot and compete. I think what appealed to me about it is it's such an interesting problem. It's kind of like chess or the game Go, Mm -hmm. where you can learn the rules pretty quickly, but it takes a lifetime to master it. You know, it's basically you got two robots who are fighting each other. But then when you start to think about it, the strategy and the different technologies that you can use get complicated quickly. So it just sort of sparked an interest in me because of that. Okay. Now, one of your more recent uh, designs is called the duck. Can you describe (laughs) that? (laughs) It's not the duck. It's just duck. Okay. (laughs) Duck uh, was the most recent BattleBot I built for season three or season 2018, they call it sometimes, for the show BattleBot. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was a really challenging build because for a variety of different reasons, it ended up that I only had three weeks to build it. So Duck is very, very simple. It's basically a box with uh, wheels on it, and then the weapon is a motorized lifter in the front mm-hmm. um, and if you see a picture of it it looks a little bit like a duck because the lifter in the front has an orange uh, wedge coming out of it that looks like a duck bill so late one night when I was working in CAD it, I thought oh, this looks a little bit like a duck I think I'll call it duck I think the distinguishing feature of this robot is that the main chassis is milled out of one solid solid billet of aluminum. Mm. So it's a unibody chassis, um, and it's very solid and very durable. Now, you said you had uh, just about three weeks to design it. So how many iterations did you have to go through? Uh, One. (laughs) Just barely (laughs) one. If you think about it, by the time I finished the CAD work and meet all the basic criteria, like it has to be under 250 pounds, it has to have an active weapon, you know, choosing materials and all that, and then sending it out to get parts made. 
by the time I got all the parts back and did the assembly, I turned it on and ran it the night before I had to put it in a van and drive down to Long Beach, California, where the competition took place. So yeah, the first my first match in the competition was the first time that I really drove it and operated it. It's it was kind of scary, but <laughs> that was why I decided to make it such a simple, simple design. Um, and a lot of the components were based on components I had built for previous robots. So the drivetrain, the wheels, uh, were all things that I had used before. The weapon, on the other hand, was completely brand new, and I didn't know if it would work until I was in my first match. So is, is the, was the weapon the part that Protolabs was involved with, or were they, was Protolabs involved with uh, helping you prototype other parts, or actually make at this point? Yeah, there was no prototyping involved. Uh, the, the parts I got from Protolabs were final parts that were inside the final robot. Protolabs, they had lots of different parts that were within assemblies within the robot. So there were some parts in the weapon. There were some parts in the drivetrain. There were some sheet metal parts that they made through rapid machining mm -hmm. that held the electronics together. Um, so, so the parts I got from Protolabs were motor mounts and axles and mounting brackets, little tiny parts like custom keys, uh, machine keys um, and keyways and parts, harness routers, things like that. Now, did they help you with the design at all when you submitted your design for some of these parts? Did they offer you some advice or some tips on how they could be streamlined a little bit or did you just basically uh, want them to produce the parts because you didn't have a lot of time? Yeah. Yeah. In my case, it was, I sent them the files and they sent me the parts. It was pretty essential to what I was doing because I just needed them so quickly. And I've, I've been using Protolabs for many years and I have always been really happy with the accuracy and the precision of the parts I get from them. I sent them the files and just had to have perfect parts sent back to me because there was no time to make any changes or do any parts over again. And you got those parts exactly to your specs. Yes. Uh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> or thank, thank Proto Labs. God had nothing okay. to do with it. <laughs> yeah, when I think about it, I've been using them for so many years, and there was only one time that one part I got was out of spec. And I called them about it, and in three days I had the new part within spec, and they didn't even charge me for it. So that's why I use them. Okay. Now, aside from the fun of doing the BattleBots, in some of the literature that I received about this, you see an educational value to BattleBots. you want to go into that a little bit? In terms of educational value, I'd say it's on two levels. The first is involving young people who are thinking about getting into engineering. It's such a cool, motivating force. You know, I'll be with some kids, and they'll find out that I built BattleBots, and they'll get super excited, and they're instantly brainstorming about what a BattleBot should be. The nature of the competition for both boys and girls I, I've met with, it just motivates them. It's, it's fun. It makes engineering fun. So on that level, it's sort of a, um, a way to get young, the interest of young students. For engineers like myself, uh, who've been doing it for a while, um, it's just fascinating because you send your robot in there 
and even if you win, it's got certain parts that have just been destroyed. So learning about failure analysis and strength of materials, how much current you can send through a wire before it goes up in flames, what happens to the magnets inside a brushed motor when you slam the robot against a wall. It's just real-world engineering in practice sped up because by the end of the tournament, you've had several matches and you've been destroyed in several different ways and it's just so interesting to see what fails within your robot or what doesn't fail i guess as well mm -hmm. for instance um my electric lifter in duck uh, was powered by a gear motor and it had a really large stainless steel shaft mounted to a gear that made the um lifter go up and down mm -hmm. and in my first match that shaft just failed miserably in torsion. Uh, it just twisted in half. And if you look at the thing, you would never believe that that would actually happen. And uh, as soon as I took the robot apart, all the engineers from all the other teams were like huddled over my robot talking about how this shaft failed and how unbelievable it was that it failed. And we figured out that it wasn't failing from the load of lifting another robot. It was just that the gear motor was so strong that the gear motor was capable uh -huh. of putting so much load on the shaft that it was self-destructing. Hmm. So the solution was to keep turning down uh, how much current was going to that motor so it wouldn't self-destruct. Mm -hmm. And uh, it kept going lower and lower and lower and lower until we were down to a current limit of just 30 amps, which if you've driven any big brushed motors before, you know, 30 amps is hardly anything. And even then, it was starting to twist the shaft. So, you know, just it's just not very often that you build a machine like that, that you are willing to destroy it on purpose yeah. and then witness how it's breaking and, and seeing the engineering in action. I could so to get back to your original question, you just learn so much from your robot and your opponent's robots in seeing how they, how they fail. I could almost see making BattleBots a required course in a college curriculum at some point. Oh yeah, definitely. In fact, there there are a lot of there are a lot of college teams that compete. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And you can always uh, tell who are the new teams because they're just flabbergasted by <laughs> <laughs> the things that end up breaking inside their robots. Good, you just can't believe it. A good educational exercise. Those are the questions that I have for you, Hal. So thank you so much for joining me this today. This has been great. Sure. And just a little uh, plug here. Uh, BattleBots is on Discovery Channel and the Science Channel. So if you're interested and you want to watch the show, it's going on currently. And then I think both Discovery and Science Channel uh, let you stream matches that have already happened. All righty. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome.